Emotional validation. Validating someone's feelings doesn't mean you agree with them. It doesn't mean you concede that they are correct. It doesn't mean that those feelings are the healthiest. It doesn't mean that they are informed by logic. Validating feelings does not mean you make them more true. It means you remind someone that it is human to feel things they don't always understand. What's up, everybody? This is Andrew May. You are listening to Story and Growth. I'm here with my co-host, Katie May. Hey, hey. We are here today to talk about validation. We're here to shoot the shit and be real. If that sounds like something you're into, let's go. So yeah, validation is kind of a weird one. It's a, I think there's pros and cons to validation. I think that validating others is very helpful and powerful and great to do. But I think when we seek validation in things, that's where we get into trouble. So if, if you're seeking validation, so for me, if I'm seeking validation from others online uh, with my photography business, if I'm seeking validation from a business coach or from someone else to tell me that I'm worthy or that my work is good enough. I'm handing the keys over to them to essentially have them just determine, yeah, you're worthy or yeah, you're good enough or yeah, you have value. Mm. And that's what I think is interesting about validation is that somewhat of a double-edged sword. And the reason we wanted to talk about this today is because it came up recently within our relationship in that, uh, there would be times where I would come to Katie with certain things, just wanting to, you know, kind of like that quote we just read from Brianna Weiss, the mountain is you it's, I didn't understand these feelings that I was feeling, but I just wanted someone to say, Hey, it's okay to feel those things and not here. Let me fix you. Or let me tell you the answer to your problems. And so that's where I think validation can be a really helpful, powerful tool in that, you know, just like she said, it's not when you are validating someone, you're not saying, yeah, you're right. I totally agree with you. What you're saying is, oh, I understand that that's hurting you. I understand that that is causing pain. I think we can do that in our relationships with arguments even, you know, that's the best way I think to argue is to actually validate what the other person is feeling rather than just kind of being like coming up with whatever counter argument you can. And I think that's where we ran into a rub was, you know, I, I would present certain things to you, Katie. And, uh, what I would get in response is this like, counter argument or this counter perspective that it was like, that's not what I care about. And that's not helpful to me right now. It's not what I'm looking for. And yeah, what was your perspective on that or your take on all of it? Yeah. So I think, well, personally, I think with us, what I realized was I was trying to fix part of you or, or I was slipping more into like a little bit of this like more codependent role where like I needed to make it okay or I needed to fix you in some way versus validating your experience primarily 
which then I think can open up doors if you would would be open to feedback or sort of like coaching. I think that I think that's what I've found. Like the more I embody this concept of me being a coach and like coaching people, I'm finding I have to be very mindful to not coach everybody all the time. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's where I've been frustrated is like, yeah, don't coach me. You know, I don't, I'm not looking for coaching. I'm looking for a supportive spouse or partner. Yeah. And you know, I think therapists can probably run into a similar issue where it's like, don't therapize me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, that's not what I want from you. I'm not paying you right now. You're not my therapist. Uh, I'm not paying you. You're not my coach. You're someone who I, I need in my corner sometimes. I don't need you to be in my corner and and just say to me that like all the time, yeah, Andrew, everything you're saying is right. Everything, every, every punch you're throwing is the best. Mm-hmm. That's not what I need. But there are those times where it's just like, I don't know what's going on. I need some help. Like this feels unsteady. And to have someone supportive being able to say like, yeah, it's okay to not feel steady. Like let's, let's work through this together kind of thing. Validating other people teaches us how to validate ourselves. And when we learn how to validate ourselves, we become stronger. We see that our emotions are no longer threats, but informants. They show us what we care about, what we want to savor and what we want to protect. They remind us that life is fleeting and challenging and gorgeous. When we are willing to accept the darkness, it is only then that we find the light. This is what I will say about validation. I think it's very natural for us all to want to feel validated. I think really it's a natural need to, because I think I think feeling validated is feeling seen and heard, right? And we've said that, that is really like the common core of all of us wanting to be seen, heard, and loved. So to me, like we all seek validation. And so it starts from when the day we're born, like we're seeking validation from our, from our families, from our parents. Um, and depending on how those needs are being met as a child changes how we perceive and show up in the world. So as a child, you're doing whatever you can to make sure your basic needs are met and then your emotional needs are met. And sometimes that looks very different depending on who's parenting you. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it starts from the day we're born. We are all wired to seek love and belonging mm-hmm. and, and to seek validation. And so I think as you get older and you come into a, your own as an adult, we're still seeking validation but what what's different and what I'm learning myself is how do I validate myself mm-hmm. rather than seeking validation externally all the time? How can I internally validate? Yeah. Which is actually a much more empowering type of validation. And like I think you read in the section from the mountain is you when you it's like this flow, right? When you validate someone's someone else's lived experience, it opens you up to then validate your own. And when you're validating your own, you're more likely to validate other people. And so I think for me, it's stepping back into 
more of a place of being curious and listening and not trying to fix situations or people like just being a holder of space is what I'm really focusing on now, like trying to really shift. Cause I think I'm much more prone to like go into the role of fixer just because that's how I was. Um, some of my programming from childhood and then being a nurse. And I think when I'm in a much more healed or healthy place, it's actually just holding space and letting people share their lived experience instead of me trying to fix anything. Yeah. I think you hit on a really great point that I think if you are a bit healthier, (laughs) then you're able to like mentally healthier and maybe even socially to, to an extent you're able to, self-soothe and self-validate and to be more open to not seeing things in a binary way, but seeing multiple possibilities to any given situation. And I think that I run the risk sometimes because I have a good bit of foresight and I do feel like I am very intuitive. I have the tendency to think that my perspective is the right perspective and so if I don't understand something, it makes me say, well, I, I don't get this. I don't know what to do with it, mm. you know, <laughs> whereas what you're saying, I think, is if you're able to look at those feelings and and tell yourself, like, hey, it's OK to feel kind of confused by this thing. You don't have to allow that confusion to be the ultimate truth in your life. And you don't have to allow that to swallow you. You can actually kind of, yeah, as you said, be curious about it and kind of ask questions to it. And I think that's a big theme for this whole conversation is asking questions. So if someone does seem to be looking for validation, not advice from you, and and it seems Mm -hmm. pretty obvious, I think the best method is to tell them one, that it's understandable to feel that way. It's okay that you are feeling that way. How is the best way that I can support you? Mm -hmm. And with that, what that does is that is just a massive bridge. Whereas I think you get a blockade if you have someone trying to fix or solve or give you some counter perspective, it can really shut you down too and just make you feel like, okay, cool. You're not really a safe person or you're not someone who I want to bring things to anymore. But Validation looks like essentially telling someone it's okay to feel this way. It's, it's normal to feel this way. You're not some freak. Cause I think that's what we think sometimes Mm. is, oh man, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm a crazy person. And then asking the question, how can I best support you? Yeah. And I think with that, you know, there, there may open up spaces for you to share Like if you have a gift for like helping walk people through stuff, you know, there may be a space for that, but I think it's important to just ask them. I'd like, I like that. How can I best support you right now? I think what it does is it allows the person who is feeling invalidated or feeling confused to come to the conclusion themselves rather than you kind of essentially like quote unquote guiding them to Mm. a set conclusion. It allows them to say, oh, well, how can you support me? Maybe, um, you know, 
maybe there's certain things that I'm not getting that I need. I think it helps people to introspect a little bit more. And, and to say, like, I think if you had asked me, like, how can I support you in this? I, I think I would initially just been like, well, I don't really know, but it would have caused me to think like, this is okay for me to feel this way. And she's got my back. And those are the only two mm. things I need to walk away with. That's um, all you're looking for. That's all I'm looking for, really. And I'd say that's probably true for most people. Yeah. You know, that when they're um, expressing something that came up for them, whether, you know, it could be something hard or it could be something, you know, not as as difficult. But when they're expressing something that's important to them, I think like allowing there to be space. You know, maybe it's just that they just need to get it off their chest, right? Like maybe they're not looking for any specific answer. Maybe they're just needing a like a valve basically to be released. So I think asking the question and being curious of just, you know, what do you need from me? Do you need me to just be a listener? Do you need me to reflect anything back to you? Do you just need a place to process? Like mm -hmm. it helps to give clarity to the situation rather than an assumption, right? That someone's telling you something because they need you to do something about it. Right. And I think if you're coming from it, like I sometimes am in a more unhealthy way, it's like, if I assume if you're telling me this, it's because you want me to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. Maybe not even the case most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I feel like sometimes when I come to you with stuff, it, it, I guess it's hard to delineate whether someone is coming to you looking for validation or looking for a solution. And so, yeah, I, I do think that just that question of how can I best support you? It helps someone to say, actually, I'd really love for you to help me figure out an answer to this. Cause mm. I'm, I, I don't know, like what, what do you think's best? And then that's more of an invitation from the person to be like, Hey, help me problem solve here. Uh, or coach me or whatever. Whereas if they're like, I just am so confused. I don't understand what's going on. I, I, my feelings were hurt. Like if, if there's vulnerability there, then I would tread lightly. Honestly, if there's mm. a sense of the person's been hurt or upset or something like that. And they don't re really understand what's going on. That's where I think that you can kind of tune in and, and just be really like more sensitive and less, let me solve your problems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think something I'm thinking about just from maybe being the person sharing something that might be a good practice for me to think about too, is like when I go to share something with someone just saying like, I'm not really sure what I need right now, but can I just tell you this? Or yeah. I really don't need any advice on this, but I just want to get this off my chest. Yeah. I need to talk to someone about it. And yeah. like, I need to get this out of my body basically. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to sit there. It's going to creep up into my mind. It's going to kind of like gnaw at me and I have other shit I need to do <laughs> and focus on. Yeah. I'm almost looking at it like, can we create safe containers for each other to just pop off the lid every now and then and just let it out and 
not need to like fix or change or do anything else but that unless the, uh, that person wants that type of feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So the episode that we did two weeks ago, it was a solo episode that I did. And I was in this strange place of feeling just languish, like just languishing through this whole pandemic experience. Like at the very beginning, I was like, nope, not going to get me down kind of thing. And slowly over time, I just got worn down more and more. And I feel like at this point, this year, 2021, I have not been moving in the way that I want to move. And so that's part of like that episode, which was called fuck the numbers was just a swift kick in the ass for me of like, wake up, man. Like, and I had a buddy reach out to me and he just, he, he said like, I get value from your podcast every single time I listen to it. Mm. Meanwhile, you know, I'm thinking like no one gives a shit about what I have to say or like there is no one who listens to this that actually cares. And it's all kind of just lies or Brad talking, you know, and that's one of those containers that you're talking about. It was me sounding off to the ether, you know, uh, and him validating like, Hey man, I, I understand that you're feeling this way. A lot of people are feeling this way right now. I'm feeling this way right now. Mm. And, uh, I just want you to know that you're continuing to provide value to me specifically. And I don't want you to stop. And that was, powerful and motivating. So Brandon giggling from fools in love. Thanks for, um, thank you. Yeah. I think the other piece of validation also comes with developing emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and emotional maturity, Yeah, which I'd never really thought about much until like the last year or so, I think I was having a conversation with my therapist and we were just kind of reviewing and talking about how far I'd kind of come in my journey with her. And she was like, you know, I was describing a situation, I think something that had happened at work and how I was kind of approaching it. And she was like, you know, I feel like you've just really honed in on becoming more emotionally intelligent. And I was like, what does that even mean? But the more I like thought about it and then I started reading about it, it's like, I think we think we're supposed to just know how to show up in the world. And I guess maybe we're like all just aimlessly like wandering about until something gets our attention. And then you realize, no, there's actually like, a whole way of being that you can tap into that's part of your journey toward healing and supporting yourself and learning how to also then heal and support other people. Like I am starting to really believe we all are intuitively guided if we choose to be. We're all sensitive beings if we choose to be. What happens is we get, we get worn down or we get conditioned or we get jaded by the world. And then we put up armor and blocks and walls and we block that intuitive connection to ourselves, to our inner knowing 
source, whatever, and then we block it to each other. So when anything we can do to really learn how to be more emotionally connected and intuitive starts to really bring those walls down and creates more space for us to connect to ourselves, but also to connect with each other. And it creates an emotional intelligence about us. It's, it's something you can learn. Like it's a skill mm-hmm. <laughs> that we haven't been taught. So that's, I think you might've said this, maybe reading one of those passages about, can we use our emotions as messengers or as informants, informants, right? Can we pay attention to them and honor them for the sacred messengers that they are? Because they're bringing to us very important information. But what we've been taught is to avoid or numb or block, especially difficult emotions and, and only really celebrate the feel good emotions. But I think there's beauty in all of it. And I think there's a lot to learn from all of it, but we have to be willing to receive. Yeah. I think one thing that can help with emotional intelligence is flexing that muscle more often, you know, strengthening it by training your emotional intelligence and I think what that can look like is having deeper conversations with people, ones in which you, I think questions can always be helpful in any sort of circumstance because, and and questions that are asked in a way that don't alienate people or make them feel weird or uncomfortable, but make them feel like you really care about helping them or you really just genuinely care that they or being vulnerable or, or are having a human experience. And I've said this before, but like our words really do matter. So when we choose to use hateful words, like the N word, or I had uh, lunch with some former clients, they're um, a gay couple. And they were telling me that like they're, um, someone called them like their, their faggot aunt. And I was like, does, do people actually say that word anymore? You know, if you choose hateful words like that to use in this world, I think you're just causing a lot of destruction around you and a lot of damage. And there's no validation in you're taking something from someone by calling them a F word or an N word or, you know, an R word. I think that it, it's the opposite. It's like devalidation. It's, Mm. It's to me, it's just harmful to throw that out into the world. Even if you're, you're not speaking about a specific individual, I think that can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think our words matter. Mm-hmm. I think the way that we speak to ourselves matters. I think the way that we speak about and to others matters. And whether you, whether you say those words to someone or not, if you're even using them at all and putting them out in the world or, you know, maybe it's not even the word or, but the intention behind what you're saying, Mm -hmm. if it's coming from a place of hate, that's going to vibrate out. Like that's a frequency Yeah. versus 
can you step into a higher place and vibrate from a place of love? That's a very high frequency, whereas the hate is much lower frequency. So you're, so when I say like things like you create your own reality, when you're coming at life from that lower frequency, you're going to attract lower frequency. When you're coming at life from a higher frequency of love and not that it all has to be love and light all the time, but like love and acceptance and higher consciousness, like you're going to attract love and acceptance and higher consciousness. That's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a ton else I really want to add. I think that validation is something that if you have enough emotional intelligence, you get to a place to where you don't need to seek validation from other people as much. And so (laughs) that is essentially personal work that you need to figure out and do on your own and explore Mm-hmm. I think you can explore with others, but you want to get to a place to where you're independent and not codependent on someone else to do that validating for you. So even within a business, take my photography business, Allegory and Elm, and say that I'm constantly looking to other people to say you're good enough. If I'm able to within myself say like, you're fucking awesome. Like get out there and do it, you know, get out there and create more. Like no one else is going to care about telling me that I'm great, you know, unless I'm paying (laughs) them or something like that. You know, like the, the way you achieve that greatness is by, you know, essentially telling yourself like you are great. So actually create, don't keep that gift from the world, get out there and make something, you know, Yeah, I think sharing yourself and your, like something I heard on a call I was on earlier, it was about marketing, but it kind of translates to this. Don't be so focused on creation as far as like sharing creation as much as documenting life and sharing the in process parts of what you're going through as a human being, as a creator, as an entrepreneur, as a parent, as whatever, like people really want to see the human side of what you're doing. And I think so often we don't put that out in the world because we want it to be curated and we want things to look like posh, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But I think what people really crave is the real, raw, intimate fuck ups, celebrations, laughter, tears. Like people want the spectrum. But it's challenging because you it it requires a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. on your part as as a holder of all that to share right. it, right? So what I'm hearing from you is like, just take action, just take, take the messy action, be willing to like put yourself out there for the sake of connection and creation. Yeah. It's, I I feel like a lot of my analogies lately are related to the gym, but it's almost like if you're wanting to be someone who's able to squat 300 pounds, 
you're not going to go into the gym and squat 300 pounds. If you've never squatted before, you're going to go in and maybe try the bar or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, put some tens on or 25s or something like that. And then slowly work your way up. And, you know, that's been the case for me. It's very real. Cause like my legs have always been a weak point within working out. And so I've always just neglected them because it's something I didn't want to focus on Mm -hmm. honing or, or making stronger. I'd love to have strong legs. I want that result. It's like what we've talked about before. I want the result. I just don't want to put in the work to get the result. So I actually don't really want the result, you know, enough. I think what I'm hearing from you is so often we wait to be validated externally before we do something. Yeah. And it really starts with you validating one that your desires matter, what you desire and dream matters enough that you don't need anybody else to validate it. It's worth you taking the steps to just do it because you validated that that's what you want and that's what you need in your Mm -hmm. life. Like if you want to be like, I was, what was this? I was listening to, I think it was Gabby Bernstein. She was talking about writing books. She's like, if you want to be a writer, write. Yeah. Whatever you want to get better at work at, you know, like, yeah, if you want to get better at writing, right. If you want to get better at photography, take more photos. That's a big thing for me. I've realized that I don't do creative shoots enough. And that's something that I definitely want to change because I have cool ideas. I think perfectionism gets in the way of those, those things. So like, you want to go in and perfectly lift the 300 pounds. You know, you can't do that. So you just don't even bother doing any, you don't even bother going to the gym. You don't even bother getting under the squat rack whatsoever. That's kind of how I see my creativity sometimes Mm. with photography. It's I I don't go in and put in the reps because what if it doesn't turn out perfect or the way that I envision it? Cause in my head, it's absolutely perfect in implementation. It's not going to be as perfect. Mm. And I think what you said though, is that's the beauty of it too, is the fact that it's not this curated thing that it, the art of it too, is that it has imperfections and is not perfect. And that's what makes it really unique. Yeah. And can, and can there be something even more beautiful through the imperfections that we may not have even ever been able to conceive, mm-hmm. but, but just by taking the risk to create it, you've given that gift to the world. Yeah. I'm feeling spirit coming on. <laughs> I'm getting ready to bless everybody with validation and say that you can essentially anything you want to do, I am validating right now. You can do anything that you want to do. sounds corny and cheesy as fuck, but if there is something in your life that you've been thinking about doing and you really want to pursue it, go do it and just start. I heard Matt Diavella say this recently and it was like so powerful. Start before you think you're ready. And what that means is if you think you want to write a book of poetry, write your first fucking poem and you don't have to do anything with it. You could share it on social or whatever, but Mm. write, write a poem. You're not going to write a book of poetry. If you can't even write one poem, you know, you're not going to squat 300 pounds. If you can't squat the bar, uh, you're not going to create amazing art and photography. If you're not willing to be vulnerable enough to 
get out there and, you know, shoot some photos and, and create something. Mm-hmm. It just won't happen. So you're, you are validated, but you have to put in the work is what I would say. Follow, follow your path, validate yourself and just take that next step. You don't have to be able to see the whole staircase. You just need to be able to see that next step. Yeah, I think that's right. You, as a listener, if you're hearing this right now, it's fine to hear me say those things and to hear Katie say those things and that we believe in you, but you have to believe in yourself. And I think that's something that's held me back for a long time is a lack of belief in my ability to perform. Even though if I look at the evidence, it would point to the fact that I would crush you know, these things that I'm afraid to do, these vulnerable uh, shoots that I'm considering or these things that I have in notes that are just like, that's all they are. They're just notes. They're not, uh, it's not actual art yet. So this is more of a pep me up than. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope, I hope someone else got something from it too. I think so. I think there's a lot there uh, for people to glean from. It's, it's not going to help if I tell someone like, Hey, I believe in you if they have zero belief in themselves. So you got to find that from somewhere. And if you don't, then maybe fake it till you make it like mm-hmm. tell you lie to yourself a little bit and be like, Hey, you can do this. You can do these hard things. And then when you do it and you succeed, then you're like, Oh, I tricked you motherfucker. And then like you're, you have momentum. You have, yeah. can you have confidence? You've shown yourself what you didn't think was possible. So. No, I do think that that's true. Like sometimes you just have to like, just feel the imposter syndrome a little bit Mm -hmm. and just go for it anyway Mm -hmm. until your brain catches up. So validate yourself, take messy action. Yeah. And start before you think you're ready. Yeah. Keep going. Thanks so much for listening. Y'all cheers. Peace y'all. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review at Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. If you want to pick up some of our merch, you can do so at allegorianelm.com slash shop. You can get a shoot the shit and be real hat or a tri-blend shirt. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at Allegorian Elm. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. Cheers.